When it comes to independent wrestling and the deathmatch scene, one company is on the rise, and that is Ruthless Pro Wrestling. Featuring today's hottest talent, like Justin Kyle, Dale Patricks, The Rejects, Mickey Knuckles, Hoodfoot Mo Atlas, and more. Check out all of our events on IWTV. Find all of our social media and our RPW merch now at RuthlessPro.com. What it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and today I'm joined by a very grimy guest. He is one half of the Midwest scum. It is the man known as Grimy, Zach Thomas. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good. How are you, man? I am doing great, man. Thank you for getting up nice and early <laughs> there on the other side of the world to talk to me. It's awesome. Well, I mean, thanks for having me because... Why, why not? You know, I, I'm willing to do podcasts whenever. Yeah, that's it. Get get the name out there. Get get to talk and get people to learn about what it's like to be scummy. Oh, exactly. I mean, it's grime time, bro. It's grime time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. For anybody who's not aware, Midwest Scummer, the brand new Ruthless Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions uh, in a hell of a tournament at Boiling Point 2. Um, dude. How did that feel, man? There's only uh, there's only one ever first ever, and that must have been a pretty oh, surreal moment. Listen, I, I've been saying this on every podcast that has had us on recently. We're the first ever. We're the longest reigning, and we are the RPW Tag Team Champions. That's it. Nobody else can yep. touch that. Exactly. See, we beat DTA. Yep. We beat Fear and Loathing. Yeah, you did. Might have used the chair, but... Who's counting? I didn't say anything. And the worst of them all, because I got my ass whooped in the match, was the rejects. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they were too busy fighting it over some dumb title that wasn't even in our company. Mm -hmm. That's it. They, they, get, they didn't have their eye on the prize. And see, that's what my problem is with tag teams these days, man. Not with Midwest Scum, of course. But it seems like a lot of tag teams these days just seem like a couple of singles wrestlers thrown together that aren't about working as a unit. If you're going to be successful in tag teams, you need to both be on the same page and working as a unit. And I like that about Midwest Scum immediately when I saw you guys come out. The Bella Clavers, the... You know, the vest that, like, you could tell you guys had a purpose. Um, why don't you take me through a little bit of how you and the Dread King Logan came to be uh, brothers in arms? Um, so, let's say at the beginning of 2020, mm -hmm. it was COVID at mm -hmm. the time. So, there, weren't, there wasn't many shows uh, happening, uh, and we fought countless times. And, like, at first he told me to my face, dude, I thought you were a cocky asshole <laughs> when I first met you. Yeah. But the way we bonded, bonded was when our first match, once I hit him in the ring, he said, finally, someone can effing 
go. Yes. And I was like, yeah, this is great. And then ever since, we just freaking teed off, yeah. became brothers. We hung out a lot. Um, I I want to say in the last year and a half, um, I've probably missed being over his house only six weeks. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. on the I mean, same like, page, just total best friends. Oh, dude, absolutely. Like, yeah. uh, Logan has changed my life for the better. Wow. Uh, not only is it guidance, uh, a good role model, um, but he also pushes and motivates me yeah. to be the best me. Yeah. Uh, vice, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm learning from him. He's learning from me. Yeah. We think together. We train together. Every, everything we do, it's together. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's our times where we have to be apart, but there's not a day that me and him don't text on a regular basis, yeah. you know? Exactly. When And when it's you're talking business time, when you're talking about wrestling, that's when you guys yep. are actively working together for one goal. Exactly. Amazing. Thinking of promos, mm-hmm. thinking of merch, thinking of moves, mm-hmm. uh, going over things of that such, uh, you, you know, trying to send booking information out or trying to get booked, you know? Stuff yep. of that sort. I mean, I'm not going to go sit and say that all these other tag teams are crap because I don't see them doing that. I mean, they're probably doing that, you know, but you're not, you don't see that, yeah. you know, bond on social media. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. such. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, yeah, I mean, you don't know, but, but I would say, say like your your guys first impression to me like the moment you guys stepped through that curtain i was like these guys are a unit i could tell you know and like your the way you work together in the ring the the finishing moves the way you're on the same page you could tell it was two guys that were like for one purpose and it stood out straight away um yeah when there's people and they've got other goals and things like that it doesn't really line up but i can tell that, that you guys want to be a tag team and you want to be a good tag team. And that's super refreshing in this day and age. I grew up like the first guys that like stood out to me were dudes like, you know, the Legion of Doom, like demolition and stuff, these big units with a cool kind of look to them. And, and I just would watch nothing but the tag team wrestling, you know, or I'd get like survivor series where it'd be like Legion of Doom with the ultimate warrior and whoever, you know, like that kind of stuff, but they were always together. So, uh, you know, funny story is we're just two brick trees, apparently. Uh, okay. So we were doing this podcast with Pro Wrestling Edge. Oh, I've heard of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. They reached out uh, to me not that long ago. It seemed like good dudes. Say, uh, Darren McCarty was there. Yeah, okay. So uh, we're a little, you know, and this dude <laughs> didn't know what the hell he was saying. So okay. he's like, yeah, it's like you guys are, when you guys step in the ring, you guys are two brick trees going at it. And we're like. Everybody literally stopped and looked, and we're like, yeah, brick trees, huh? Because <laughs> we're like, that makes no sense, bro. You, you could make it work. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, uh, I mean, you guys are brick trees in a sense because you're two solid dudes. Uh, and like you said, that we're ready to throw down. So did you guys then, like, as you got to know each other and you, as you became friends, were you like, this is something we need to do together. Like we need to form this and germinate this idea. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a little bro and big bro at this point. Yeah. yeah. But at Uh the same time, it's like he, he literally said multiple times and still to this day, 
you're literally like me, like in the ring, outside of the ring. Yeah. Like we are so similar. It's, yeah. it's actually insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we hit hard. We, we, we will do anything no matter what it takes. We'll use each other as a weapon. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, we'll go home and be like, oh, dude, I'm hurt because of this, because you did that to me. But it's like, as long as we walk away with the victory, we don't care, you know? Mm, that's it. It's, it's, it. What's it gonna it's take? all there is to it. And, man, like, your guy's finisher, I believe it's called the Yuppie Killer, um, which is Sir. a way more brutal brick tree version of the Fall of Man. When I saw it, I was like, dude, like, you both were so fast, like, low and high. It was murder, man. It was crazy. Hit or miss. I mean, the <laughs> rest gotten away a little bit, mm. but... Ooh, it still looked it. absolutely devastating. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say as well, um, I do want to touch back on the guys that we did face. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go toe-to-toe with any of them absolutely. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Reed Bentley, I got to get some uh, strikes on you again, buddy, because uh, you got me a little good. Oh, did he? Yeah. Owed a receipt. No, not, not a receipt. Just, you know, <laughs> we we were going back and forth, but that door, bro, hurt like a mother trucker. It was nasty. They they weren't, uh, I mean, you, you, were, you were maybe feeling a, a little bit of some kind of way about the chair, but, I mean, they were throwing all kinds of stuff around, so, you know. It's all's fair in, in love and war and in ruthless pro wrestling. What chair are we talking about? I don't know. What I don't know. I've already forgotten about it. I don't know. It was plastic or something. It didn't, it didn't even look that devastating. So check it out. We, I'm sure we'll come back around to to Midwest Scum, but let's rewind, man. I normally start the show by asking people uh, when they were first exposed to professional wrestling, what were some of the faces that stood out to them? So if you can remember when you first started seeing wrestling on TV or were a first fan of stuff, who were some of the the main sort of guys that were were standing out to you? Uh, Chris Benoit. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's actually my all-time favorite. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Just because of what he could do in the ring. I mean, he wasn't the greatest at promos, but there was so much freaking intensity and aggression. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that to be, you know, a pun because, you know, that era, but. (laughs) (laughs) Ruthless aggression. How appropriate. Ruthless. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. He just had that killer instinct, man. He would just destroy people. Uh, wouldn't give up, and he was one of the smallest dudes going toe to toe with like the Big Show, Brock Lesnar, you know, you know, people that were obviously taller than him. Uh, another person I really liked uh, growing up was Randy Orton mm-hmm. when he was the Legend Killer. Yes, yeah. that that stuff was amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, but I want to go into, if you're cool with it, how I got into wrestling. Please, I'd love to. As to why. Because uh, this would be someone that I really uh, looked up to as in watching wrestling. Like, so it's going into that. Uh, so my brother is uh, Gregory Iron. Yes. My my blood brother. Mm-hmm. So, like, growing up, he always he introduced it to me. So I began to love it from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, getting older, uh, he started wrestling, I believe, when he was 18. Yeah. And. I was always going to shows, watching them like that, and it was just an uh, inspiring thing to me because obviously he has cerebral palsy, so yes. like a guy of that 
uh, it, he's just out there murdering it, you know, yeah. like he's going toe to toe with a lot of the best guys that are on the independent scene, you know, like Johnny Gargano and, uh, guys of that nature that's his best friend so i had to throw that out there <laughs> well i i'm very aware of uh gregory iron and he is a very inspirational figure he's also got a great podcast people should listen to iron on wrestling um yeah and a member of 440 he he is he's a very impressive dude and i can only imagine for you like growing up seeing somebody who's i i know his story know how big a wrestling fan he is and then for you seeing him achieve it must have been very inspiring and you're around it and you're seeing local shows and all that it must have seemed very obtainable for you to be like if i put in the work like he did i could i could be doing that yeah 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 i mean i'll be honest it took me longer than he did to start like actually branching out and stuff of that sort Mm -hmm. but i guess uh you got to learn the hard way and i took the wrong path at the start of my career so Mm Um, at least I'm going down the right one, at least I think right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's just figuring it all out, man. Like, you know, nobody can just, like, you know, walk the same road. Everybody's got their own journey they have to go to. And sometimes those, you know, whichever way you take is the way you need to be to end up where you are now. I, I can I can tell by how excited you are and, and how cool everything's going with RPW and stuff that you're feeling very good about where your career is now and you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be standing where you are now had you gone that other way, you know? You'd be a different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, it took me uh, until, like, two years ago yeah. to actually start traveling uh, mm-hmm. more with people and getting in cars when I wasn't booked. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I'll say I'm very, very glad that I did start doing that mm-hmm. because if I didn't, well, I wouldn't be wrestling with the people that I am and I wouldn't be tagging with the Dread King Logan. Yeah. We'll just go with that. Yeah, exactly. So. You may never have met him and somebody that's exactly. now a huge part of your life, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you, um, so when it came to like starting to train, uh, how old were you then? Um, so I was 16. I started training wow, in okay. 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I luckily got my dad to sign off on it. Um, <laughs> but the funny story is, is when uh, I was going to shows with uh, my brother, yeah. uh, his buddy, Ricky Shane Page, yes. uh, was starting up a school. And Greg said, if I was going to train, that's going to be the only, that's going to be the only place that he allows me to go to. So I obviously was going to do that because uh the surreal moment is i don't know if you watched like cleveland all pro wrestling back in the day which i don't know uh but people might have uh do you know who vincent nothing is uh i know of cleveland all pro wrestling and vincent nothing purely just from stories on iron on wrestling you know what i mean i've never really seen the stuff before I ever started my podcast, I was like a fan of that podcast, you know? So okay. I, I've heard many stories about it and heard Greg and Aaron speak about these people. So I know that he is a figure that's very well respected in that area, yeah? Right. Mm-hmm. So Ricky Shane Page was my wrestling trainer, mm-hmm. um, but Vincent Nothing uh, did the gym aspect of, okay, of it. fitness and, yeah, okay. I kind of took it for granted, uh, being young, I was stubborn and a dumbass. I'll, I'll admit to that. I never really used the gym side of it and we were grateful to have that apart with the ring, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but going into that, 
go on YouTube mm-hmm. after we get off this podcast, mm-hmm. if you have time. Yeah. If the life lets you. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll find time. <laughs> I'll find time. May not be straight away. I'll get... For those listeners at home, I was just telling him how I was prepping dinner like a responsible husband before we got on the phone. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> right. the, the the complete uh, the complete uh, professionalism of this podcast and all the um, walls I put up to make people think I'm somewhat professional and in a studio has all now just crashed down around me. So thanks hey. for that, Zach. Anyway. <laughs> no, everybody knows I just speak into my cupboard. Like it's not a it's not a big secret. <laughs> well. Uh, when you can go on YouTube and yep. look up Faith in Nothing, uh, Ricky and Vince I've heard teamed of it. up yep. mm-hmm. the day, mm-hmm. and every time going to those shows, they were actually my favorite tag team. So it's just a surreal thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That now that that you've come back around, you found yourself focusing on tag team wrestling, which is pretty cool. Remind me, did Vincent Nothing wrestle recently? Was he on ICW No Holds Barred or something like that? I feel like I saw him somewhere yeah. recently. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. I believe so, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, cool. Because he was out of it for a while as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly when he uh, stopped, mm-hmm. um, but I'm glad to see that he did get back into wrestling. I think the beginning of 2020, I want to say, or yeah. like yeah. somewhere 2020-ish, he got back into wrestling. Mm-hmm. I can see why he was the fitness coach. Like, the dude is yeah. jacked. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and don't quote me on this, but I think at one point uh, that dude was all vegan. Jeez, wow, okay. And still putting on that kind of size is crazy. Right. Exactly. Now, were you in – I know Atticus was trained by Ricky Shane Page. Were you in class with Atticus as well? Uh, yep, we also – I don't know if this is going to be breaking the uh, barrier here. Yeah, but yeah, okay. We, him and Otis Coger mm-hmm. uh, actually all trained together, mm-hmm. and the, we actually did backyard wrestling together before uh, we went to training. So yeah. I started training before them, but like they started a little bit after me. Mm-hmm. But we were like in the same class. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you mentioned that you managed to get your dad to sign off on the permission slip. Now, what yeah. I can what I can tell from uh, Greg's uh, podcast and stuff like that is he doesn't seem like the biggest uh, fan of wrestling and stuff. So, was that a bit of doing to trick him into that or he's, or talk him into that? He is, he is such a liar, man. Is he really? Uh, I still live here, and mm-hmm. like, I literally will come home. Yeah. And Monday he'll have Raw on. Yeah. Okay. Wednesday and Friday he'll have freaking AEW on or SmackDown on. Yeah. It's like. Dude, you you say you hate it, but you watch it. So like, and 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 if if he didn't like it, he wouldn't tell me that his favorite uh, of the recent years is John Moxley. Yeah, right, right. So it's so it's all it's all kind of it's such a dad thing to do, right? Like my dad is like, nah, that shit kind of thing. And you're like, you love it, yeah. <laughs> right? Like I, I don't I don't get it, man. You. <laughs> You watch it all the time. It's it's like this tough guy dad thing where they can't admit they like things. And it's like, why do you have to pretend that you don't like stuff? It's totally fine that you do. And they're like, nah, mate, don't care about it. Eh? Yeah, whatever. I mean, like, it's, it's to the point where, like, I'll go in there and watch it with him. And then instantly as I sit down, he'll change the channel. So, <laughs> bro, you were just watching this. Now I can't watch it. What? It's like, I wasn't watching it. I was just flicking the channel. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. What? It's crazy. It's crazy old men. <laughs> That's funny, though. You're like, we could bond over this. We could watch this together. Me and my dad bonded over wrestling. So in Australia, yeah. like, there was no 
local wrestling, or at least any that I knew about. I, I grew up in Geraldton, which is a smaller city, north of Perth, Western Australia, which is kind of the bigger city. Um, and there was later some wrestling here, and there still is now, but then it was so far away, dude, like so far away. Um, but I ended up getting exposed to it, and we used to rent the VHSs and stuff, which then led into like the Attitude Era and just getting everything and stuff. And him being a, you know, tough old man who likes to camp and drive four-wheel drives and things like that. We didn't have heaps to talk about, but, man, we we used to talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin a whole lot, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I remember my mum come home one day and I'd shave Dad's head like uh, like Stone Cold and have the goatee in and she was so fucking mad at us. (laughs) And I'm like, this is a fun thing we can do together. Why do we? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so maybe you can wear him down. Hey. Maybe I'll just do the stone cold to him one day. Yeah, there you go, while he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great, man. So so you said um you you did you felt like you didn't really take the the most advantage of stuff. Um you had done your training and, and you felt like you weren't going anywhere. Were you still wrestling but just not really pushing yourself? Were you doing it casually or did you do that sort of thing that I know a lot of people do. I know I did. You get to a certain age and you've got stuff on and you're doing things and wrestling isn't as cool and you just sort of fall off it for a while. Uh, I'll be honest. I was just a stupid, stubborn, you know, young kid at the time. So, like, uh, at first I started teaming with the Cogers Uh uh, against Ricky and Greg's, you know, being. They didn't want me to do it because they – wanted me to try to branch out on my own, which I didn't want to. I kind of, in my opinion, and I'm sure if you look back at theirs, I took the easy way out Mm -hmm. because they had something going and I didn't really have anything going or I never really put the thought process into it. Yeah. Uh, So, like, after that, I kind of went another route and I was known as Silas Morgan uh, after being Silas Coger. Uh, Really didn't work too well for me either in my opinion yeah uh, i was really only traveling to like pennsylvania and really doing like two or three shows there maybe two or three shows in ohio area mm-hmm. uh, and then in like the beginning of 2018 i like i don't know something that struck and i was like maybe i should try to go train at aiw so i signed up there i paid my money when training there and then that's when I came up with Zach Thomas uh which is legitimately just my first and middle name yeah I mean how generic is it the whole the, every, every, time, every time bro I I shit you not I get hit with oh Zach Thomas like the uh, Dolphins player right no no just <laughs> just me Sorry. Is that is that a thing? Sorry, I I am from Australia, so I don't uh, I don't yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. know. I do like NFL, and I do kind of follow it when I can, but I don't know like tons of players' names. Is he like okay. super famous? I didn't know who it was either until I looked him up. Yeah, right. Okay, and then but you I were like, I guess he's on the or he was on the Miami Dolphins, right? Uh, yeah, so. That's where you just go, yeah, man, absolutely huge fan. Yeah, cool, cool. Buy a shirt, cool. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do that in my own way, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> buy the stuff. Yeah, please buy the merch. I appreciated that when you guys uh, launched, you had uh, your merch and everything, like your merch game was set. Mm-hmm. I mean, we wanted to be ready mm-hmm. um, just in case. I mean, we had, like when we started working it to people, I mean, 
they seemed to like it. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to get something ready. Plus, we wanted to find some uh, designs that we can actually get put uh, on our vests and gear in the future. Um, so we did that. We have another design, but it's not it's not out yet. Yeah, okay. It's not out there. Under wraps. It's so, a it's a, a secret uh, secret that we'll keep under our vests. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey. How do you guys feel about your internet security? Good? Or do you hate it? Well, you must hate it if you haven't heard of NordVPN before. And do you hate, like, browsing the internet and streaming services from other countries and getting to watch whatever you want at the click of a button? I guess I must, because I live in Australia. We don't get to see nothing. I can't even shop for cool stuff without a whole heap of bother. But now, thanks to NordVPN, with the click of a button, I can just transport my internet to that of another country, and shaglucky, I'm all sorted. And guess what? This holiday season, by going to nordvpn.com slash feels and using the code feels, you'll get up to 73% off your Nord VPN plan plus a bonus gift. That's right. Nord.com slash feels and use the code feels to get up to 73% off your Nord VPN plan and a bonus gift. Your Nord VPN plan and a bonus gift. Do yourself a favor. Do your privacy a favor. Do your eyes a favor and go to nordvpn.com slash feels and use the code feels. Now back to the show. Okay, so we're, where we were at, sorry, we completely went off on a tangent again. We were talking about uh, how you felt like you weren't really taking as, as much um, effort. So you sign up with AIW, you become Zach Thomas, and is that where you start to maybe focus on it a little bit more, fi find, find a bit more rhythm with who you're going to be? Uh, yeah, I mean, I still didn't have a direction as in, like, a gimmick, mm -hmm. uh, to s say, um, but, like, uh, wrestling-wise, I was probably the most confident, um, I've ever been, uh, with wrestling, uh, inside and out. Uh, I was starting to get better at promos. I'm still not the greatest, but I'm definitely ten times better than what I was. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, like, I was starting to get, like, good matches, um, and good support, and actually learning a lot from training with, uh, like, there was Dominic Greeny that was, like, the head trainer there, um, yeah, wow. but Josh, Josh Prohibition, mm -hmm. uh, which is very known in the Cleveland area, yes, yes. was actually out there a lot of times, mm -hmm. and he was helping us out, too. So, like, it was a very, very knowledgeable experience with everybody that came in the AIW locker room and that came into the AIW training facility, so... Yeah, and you just um, all of that, like when you can absorb that kind of knowledge, I imagine that just helps boost your confidence and feel, you know, more at home in your own skin and start to find your way, right? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and most then, definitely. Like it's it was just like a uh, a big brotherhood yeah. uh, at the time. I mean, like everybody was, you know, helping each other out no matter what it was, whether it be outside of wrestling, inside of wrestling, you know. Like I said, any, anybody would help a person out, you know. Yeah. So. That's really cool. Did um, did your brother still play any part in your training or whatever, or were you sort of like apart from that? Like when he sent you to Ricky's school, was he also training you as well, or was he just like go here kind of thing and, and you haven't really trained with him, so uh, to speak? Uh, so, I mean, it was kind of like a, uh, yo, you should get in a car with – these people so like it would be like uh trying to help me out with stuff like out like 
booking wise, but like yeah, and advice. There'd be times where he, yeah, yeah. He, there'd be times where he would come up to training sometimes and like mm-hmm. do classes and stuff with us, which mm-hmm. he so he did help a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it was always, uh, you should get in a car with these guys and travel. You should, you know, do this, do that, start doing promos. And like I said, as being young, I was just stubborn to it, but. Well, nobody likes their big brother is. telling them what to do, right? So I can imagine you, you being like, yeah, yeah. what, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what do you know? You haven't been wrestling for God knows how long, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's more about rebelling from, from all that and stuff. Um, yeah. what's, what's he think of like the Midwest scum stuff? Has he had some, you know, notes for you and things like that? Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, first thing he's really commented on was the other day we posted uh, a Christmas uh, Great picture, and he's like, thank you. Yeah. Uh, he's like, this is a little too weird. And I'm like, thank you. I appreciate it. That's exactly <laughs> what know? we were going for. Yeah, yeah. Now it was awesome. I, I, <laughs> that what was it? Was it a, a very scummy Christmas or whatever it was? <laughs> but it was super fun. Yeah, I mean, hey, that right there is just uh, its a little throwback to, you know, HK Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. That vibe. You know, That's right. <laughs> He's the best to ever do it. So, you know, if uh, if he can be naked underneath a championship, who says that two grown men in balaclavas can't be? <laughs> That's right. That is right. I mean, we're not as sexy, but, you know. Oh, it well, is what it is. I guess it's who you ask, right? So, do you meet uh, Logan at Ruthless or at uh, AIW? I met him actually at a show in Michigan, uh, Pro Wrestling All Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a lower level uh, indie promotion. Uh, I mean, they get good talent and stuff coming through. They're like uh, Jimmy Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Nate Matson and like Movado and people of that stature, like people that have actually been like main states and uh, Michigan. So uh, there we went from there and then ruthless able to be on both shows and bond there too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So exactly. We actually started uh, Midwest gum in pro wrestling all-stars. That was the first time we ever, formed mm-hmm. uh he was the pro wrestling all-star heavyweight champion and i was the junior heavyweight champion yeah mind you i wasn't very junior okay <laughs> throwing that out there <laughs> yeah um, junior junior uh <laughs> the junior champion is normally a little bit smaller than you i think well, yeah and at the time i was a little bit uh thicker so <laughs> exactly just mess- messing all the juniors up it's like a samoa joe in the x division situation yeah <laughs> It's like, hey, this is fun. Thanks. Yeah. So so that's a cool angle. So he's the champion, you're the junior champion, and then both champions join forces. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. cool. He uh he helped me win the title actually. So. Yeah, nice, nice. Exactly. Yeah. And are you are you guys uh bad boys at this time? Up to no good? Yes, sir. Beating up everybody and anybody, mm-hmm. female, male, whatever your pronoun is, we're beating them up. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, getting scum. Getting our way. Exactly. Yeah. Are you guys? Uh, are you guys still there? Uh, 
no, but who's to say that we won't be going back in the future? Oh, okay. Watch out, everybody. You never know what's going to happen <laughs> happen there. Exactly. Um, when I first saw you, it was um, it was at Ruthless, and as essentially the gatekeeper, Zach Thomas was how they were referring to you. You were out here winning matches and and dropping dudes and stuff like that. Had have you been with Ruthless for very long? Uh, I've been there since day one, and wow. same thing as uh, the Dread King Logan. Yeah. Uh, if you will, we are the backbone of RPW. Well, they look arrogant. You no. can call it what it is—just confidence. Facts, facts are facts. Exactly right. So, um, because I mean, Ruthless is still relatively new, right? But it's been shooting up in popularity and exposure like very quickly so is it you must feel a sort of sense of pride in being one of like the original sort of members of the roster and seeing where it's getting to now oh absolutely i mean yeah um ruthless is you know built on blood and guts and whatever you want to call it you know but like at the end of the day there is still wrestling to it and Mm -hmm. people will pay and watch the full match from start to finish and be into it. Mm-hmm. RPW is a, a different feel. Um, and you're talking about RPW being relatively new still. And, you know, now they're just, the ball's starting to roll. Like in January, we're going to be having a huge, huge show, you know, but in February it gets even bigger because we're in Chicago with yeah. ICW. Absolutely. You know, that was just announced the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fun fact in January, I know you probably already know this, but me and the Dread King are going to destroy Iron Beast, even if we get thrown across the ring, because I'm sure that's going to happen because Shane Mercer and KTB don't mess around. No, they don't. I was actually surprised that when you guys won the titles, the first thing you did was call out like the biggest dogs in the yard, basically. You were like, yo, Iron Beast, what's up? Which is crazy because most people would be trying to duck them. Oh. Absolutely not. Not for us. Mm -hmm. See, usually, I mean, not to say we're not the top of the food chain in RPW, but, you know, they're at the top of the food chain with being monsters and destroying people left and right, you know? So why not go after the two biggest dudes for our first title defense? And clearly, Midwest Scum's going to walk out. Still, your RPW tag team champions. Absolutely. Cement that legacy straight out the gate. We've already been through, you know, all the teams in Boiling Point. Nobody else could get there. You guys are at the top of the mountain, and then who's next? Bang, taken from the top one by one until there's nobody left. Absolutely. That's how we do it. That's awesome. Love it. You, you can bring any, every tag team, any tag team you want. Mm-hmm. I, that's, I, don't, I don't care what company you work for, bring it on. Yeah, ready. I'm ready. Look at this. I can see see the look in his eyes, people. I, I can tell that this man is hyped up and ready to rock and roll. That's a, that's amazing, man. The the shows that you guys have got coming are going to be really exciting. I was looking at like the lineups and stuff like that. Do you know if there are there going to be any stipulations on that match, or it's just you guys straight up? Because RPW stipulations can be pretty entertaining. Uh, some <laughs> some of the names they come up with. Uh- I, I don't know. I don't have to stick to RPW's r- rules and regulations. You know, I'm a, I'm the gatekeeper of RPW. Yeah, yeah. So I would do what I want, when I want, whenever I want. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I think it's just going to be a regular tag team match it's you know, to give Iron Beast uh, a different taste because uh, every time they wrestle, it seems to be with weapons. So Exactly. Some bullshit traditional tag team wrestling, the way it was meant to be done. Exactly. Yeah. And Midwest winning one, two, three. But anyway. <laughs> hey, that's it. Because, I mean, these dudes can like, you know, you can be big guys, but they're also, I mean... They've been Iron Beast for a little bit now, but you don't you don't really always see them together, you know? They're still doing single stuff. They're still doing other things where you guys firmly have your eye on the prize. And a good unit yeah. is always going to be able to break apart, you know, a fraction hole, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Look at the rejects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, those two dudes, like, for Shane Mercer's mass and all the freaking muscles that dude has on him the muscles on top of muscles that dude's a monster i just want to throw out he just benched 600 pounds the other day jesus christ yeah um i'm not sure i could bench six pounds <laughs> my shoulder is cooked that, that guy also uh lifted a, a full set of bleachers i did and that. It, yeah that that was insane this and is... got them into a ring somehow mm. don't know how that happened don't know how that uh, happened he's also the guy that picked up Kyle, like Justin Kyle, over his head and threw him like a baby? Not a baby. Nobody throws babies, but you know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Except for Snitsky, but, you know. Yeah, (laughs) well, you've got babies, but, you know, I mean, same difference. Oh, no. Um, But then you got KTB where um, he's kind of a high flyer big dude. Like, when it's time to be powerful, he is. When it's time to be high flying, he does just that. Uh, I mean, Shane Mercer is able to do the same stuff, and it's insane. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're going to have our plate full, but uh, we're ready to devour. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, like, when you think about their movesets, they've both got very impressive movesets, but uh, not a heap of uh, tag team offense is coming to mind. Oh, Oh, that is not true. There's a lot of tag team moves that I do not want to get caught in. Oh, really? Okay, then I have not given them enough credit. Yeah. I'm writing them off too quickly then, am I? Yeah. Oh, no. Big t- I need to I need to watch some tape. <laughs> oh, you do. I mean, it's it's hard because there's not a lot of, like, matches on YouTube and stuff. I think you're only going to find most of their stuff on IWTV if you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but most definitely give it a look. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, the, I... I mainly where I had seen them was mostly in like on GCW stuff, you know, on fight when when I spring for that or whatever and check it out. And they always seem very dominant, but the matches don't seem very long. <laughs> so they just destroy oh, yeah. someone. They destroy people left and right. Man. Yeah, exactly. So you, you just got to take them to like the you know the third inning. You just got to grind them out. Oh, absolutely, and uh, they're not going to be able to inflict as much punishment that we're going to inflict on ourselves by using each other as weapons you know what i mean so they can bring everything they got but at the end of the day like i said it's going to be grime time and you know it's time to get grimy it's all there is to it that's all there is to it i love it dude that is completely awesome um man thanks so much for your time this has been just such like a fun chat getting to know you and to understand like your sort of come up in wrestling and to where your mindset's at i feel like midwest scum are where it's at man i feel like there's only bigger and brighter things and i i think i probably can speak for you when i say that you guys have got your your eyes set on like a long run here right 
I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon, and I don't think uh, Logan is either. Uh, we're both in the best shape of our life, and that's due to both of our dedication, drive, and support to each other to push. Um, like, we just we had a weird competition where it was who can reach uh, 199 first, and we also were doing it with our buddy A7s that wrestles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I blew that out of the water, but... <laughs> Uh, Logan just hit it the other day, so like it's insane. We're like in the best shape of our life, and why stop there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. He, um, yeah, he seems like a really motivational character. Like, I've only known him a very short time, uh, since I, I've known you basically since, since we, we talked out. And let me just say something about the professionalism of Midwest Scum. It has never been so easy to organize two people at once, and that includes friends in my real life. Because, like, you guys were just on it. Suddenly there was a group chat. We were just bang, 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 and everything was organized. Like, it was yeah. very impressive. So I, I let I let Logan stick to the, the talking to people when it comes to podcasts and stuff, if they want to do us both uh-huh. or put us both on. Um, the reason for that is because he is more well-spoken than I am and knows what to say. Yeah. Uh, but I do, like the you know merch selling and what we're gonna get and this that and the other um and i'm better at that yeah there guess. you go that's teamwork you know what i mean everybody sticks to their strengths and that's how you go yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but he but yeah he seems like um i don't know his full story yet and i'm going to be speaking to him in a couple of days here so i'm looking forward to hearing it but he looks like somebody that's been through a real physical transformation in his life uh, and very, very driven, and I can only imagine that as a partner, that's the kind of person that inspires you every single day. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. He's uh, probably one of the biggest inspirations right now. Yeah, you know? there you go. So That's crazy. Between him and and your brother, you're just surrounded by inspiration 24-7. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. And then here you are inspiring many other little scummy kids to get grimy. To get it. That's right, and we even ha- we have scumbags, and those are the best. That that's that's kid oriented. All right, you want to be a scummy kid? There you go. There you go. You're welcome. Get, is is a, <laughs> I just just seen a potential merch item here? A scumbag. You can buy one. It's like a show. Do you guys have show bags at like fates and stuff in America? Is that a thing that you get? Uh. I don't think so. Maybe I mean, it's just a thing here in Perth. So I'm I'm on a tangent again, but there's a, a thing so, here. It's like a big fate uh, or like carnival called the Royal Show. And you can go and the whole thing is about show bags. And what they are is they're from different brands. You know, like there'll be a Coca-Cola one. There'll be a Cadbury chocolate one. There'll be, I don't know, Looney Tunes, Avengers. And within the bag for a set amount of price, you get a selection of items. So if it was the chocolate one, you get a bunch of chocolates, maybe a, a T-shirt, maybe some balloons, whatever. In the Marvel one, maybe it's an action figure, a shirt, a poster, and blah, blah, blah. And so everybody goes and they get show bags and they come back on the train and they've got like, you know, 10 each and stuff. Scumbags, live at the merch desk. Yeah. Got the Midwest Scum logo on it. It's got shirt in it. Maybe it's got printed balloons and a badge. I don't know what you're doing. That's all unto you. Maybe it's got the eight by ten of the Christmas photo. Bang! Hey, 
that's there a you good go. one right there. There you go. So that's that's a free free advice. <laughs> that's true. Exactly. I mean, there definitely is some old uh, stuff that we tossed in there, as in like being stickers and stuff of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, but shirts, fortunately, I'm going to have to. Me dealing with that, you're going to have to buy that separately. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And you know what? Thirty bucks for the shirt, fifty dollars for the scumbag. We're in business. Oh, well, I mean, that's a little, that's a little overpriced. <laughs> okay, fifty dollars might be a bit, a bit steep, but look, who knows what kind of value is in there? It's a, it's a mystery item. You've got to buy the bag to even find out. Maybe it's just a piece of coal. Who knows? That is true. That depends See, on how good you you've been. You know what? Scumbags are down fifty dollars. <laughs> I love it, man. So fun talking to you today. It's, uh, I've been laughing for the entire entire time. My face hurts. Uh, it's been awesome, man. And I wish you guys all the success in the world, dude. I appreciate that, man. No, Thank you for uh, having. Absolutely. Now, t- tell the people where to find you on social media, my man. Uh, so on Facebook, it's Zach Thomas. It's Z A C H, not with a C, not with the K. Okay, get that right. Um, and then Instagram, it's Zach underscore Thomas 21. And then Twitter is Zach underscore Thomas underscore 21 because I couldn't just put 21. Why? I don't know. Uh, maybe there was somebody else with it. Or maybe you're being yeah. clever. Hey, who knows? Also, uh, you can go to brainbustertees.com and just search Zach Thomas. I do have uh, a logo on there too, so. Exactly. Is there anywhere that somebody can pick up that stunning Midwest scum hoodie that you're wearing right now? Or that uh, coming soon? Not yet. This is, uh, Exclusive. This is just me and uh, Logan are the only two that have them right now. So, And maybe you'll decide if people are worthy of wearing it. It'll decide, I guess. Uh, I mean, maybe in the future, probably next fall, I would say. Uh, maybe we'll do pre-orders. I know that's so far away, but I mean, there's, it's, we're already past the, you know, we're close to past the hoodie season and yeah, exactly. So. Plus it's Christmas and there's New Year's and all that stuff. So we'll start fresh yeah, in yeah. the new year. Dude, it's been fucking killer talking to you, man. Thank you so much for your time. Of course, man. It was awesome. Thank you. You know, you are very welcome. So everybody out there for Grimy Zach Thomas, for Midwest scum and for faces and feels. Remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, at FacesFeelsCast, Twitter, at FacesFeelsCast, and Facebook at Faces Feels Cast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. My body is a roadmap of pain. Oh! Deathmatchworldwide.com the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Rayburn, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. 
If you are a deathmatch wrestler, promotion, manager, or platform, and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view. My body 